You're listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Folks, we are now well into the month of October. And for many of you, (laughs) this is a month that you do not prefer relative to the other months of the year. Why? Because there's just a lot of rituals happening, a lot of witchcraft getting tossed back and forth. Of course, there's a lot of human agreement because Halloween and people are celebrating ghouls and witches and... Uh, All kinds of stuff that, well, some people would like to still think are fake, but they're not. And, you know, I I get a lot of questions during the month of October. Like, what can I do, Dan Duvall, to protect myself in my house while all this spiritual activity is going on? Because when October comes around, I get hammered. Answer. I have a prayer called Prayer for Leaders in my book, Prayers That Shake Heaven and Earth. Many of you have that. If you don't, it's not very expensive. You can get it as an ebook or in a physical copy. There, there's a book, and, and it's called Prayer for Leaders. And in that prayer, there is an addressing to um, annul a whole lot of very specific types of witchcraft and uh, to establish an environmental protection. And it's not only for leaders. That prayer can be prayed over any individual, even yourself. And so I really highly recommend using that prayer in this season. Now, on our website, we have a solar eclipse prayer. It is essentially the same thing. So you can always just go on our website and grab the solar eclipse prayer and and just kind of augment the language a little bit and, and, and speak it over yourself for your protection. Also, the Breaking the Power of Spiritual Gang Stalking Prayer, also found at our website. Very helpful. And... The Cabo Prayer, also found at our website. Very helpful. And, you know, I also highly recommend Psalm 91. And, of course, applying the armor of God daily, which is actually written into a number of those prayers I reference for you. So take that for what it's worth, especially for those of you that are really looking for some solutions here. Now, um, update. Nothing has changed about the arrival of advanced prayers that shake heaven and earth, which I will be talking about in this entire podcast. The dates that they have given us are the, somewhere between the 14th and the 22nd that they will be arriving at our doorstep. And um, there's there, there's nothing that's changed. So as soon as we get those, hopefully sooner than later, we're going to have a 24-hour turnaround and they will be on their way to you. Now, we have the upcoming Bride Tribe advance which which is really exciting here's what i know i know that god is about to do something extraordinary why because so many of you that are planning to come are feeling the pressure right now and i'll tell you this the devil does not want you there and he wants you to throw in the towel give up and drop out of course, you know, uh, we understand that, yeah, I mean, there are certain circumstances that really are just impossible to work around and so forth. But but just understand, you know, God is 
planning to move in a real special way. And so hang in there. Now, uh, there, with that said, have been a few seats that have opened up um, as a result of things. And so if you have really wanted to come and you've heard us announce, well, it's sold out, it's sold out again, and it's sold out again, uh, there is a last minute chance to pick up a couple of those uh, available spots that have been turned over by others. And so just go to our website, bridemovement.com, and go to the events tab under the church tab on our website, and that is where you can take a look. So we are very much looking forward to everyone that will be there and shaking your hand, giving you a big hug, and fellowshipping. Now, with that said, I am just so grateful for those of you that continue to support this ministry financially. You know, I say this every week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The Bible says the Lord loves a cheerful giver. And we couldn't be doing all the things that we're doing here at Bride if it wasn't for those of you that are getting behind us to support us financially with your prayers and so forth. And um, we, 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 we just uh, continue to receive uh, for those of you that have been thinking about it and would like to support what we're doing because you're feeding off of what we're putting out there, it's blessing your life, it's changing things, there's transformation happening, um, just go to bradmovement.com with the donate button and we accept, um, you know, of course, credit cards and we have a P.O. box you can send anything to. Also, cryptocurrency. And um, by the way, if you didn't know, we are going to be putting out our new website in about a month or so. We, we're very excited. We're upgrading everything here at Bride Ministries, and this upgrade is going to be extraordinary. Our new website is just absolutely spectacular. The initial designs are looking gorgeous. Uh, we are going to have one of the most forward-thinking ministry websites you will find. <laughs> and so I am very, very grateful um, to be able to offer that because, you know, one of the things that we've learned is that production quality um, actually legitimizes the message. When you have a really, really powerful message, but it's poorly packaged and delivered, th that delegitimizes the message. And, and you can even have a mediocre message <laughs> that is very well packaged and delivered and, and it's legitimized. And what we are trying to do is say, look, heaven has placed a stamp of legitimacy on what we are doing on the reality of the problems and challenges that survivors have, and not only survivors, but people all over the country that we are addressing, and, 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 and problems that have not been legitimized. People have been called crazy for admitting to having the problems that we are addressing, and God is done with that. Frankly, he's saying, no, you're not crazy, and no, this isn't illegitimate. And so what are we doing in the natural? We're upgrading to make sure that anyone that comes across what we are doing sees excellence. With that said, we're going to get right to the program. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. Hi, folks. Dan Duvall. 
Welcome to another week of this podcast, Discovering Truth, where we look at all kinds of things and talk about it. Well, today we're going to be looking at Advanced Prayers That Shake Heaven and Earth. This is a book that I have just written and many of you have pre-ordered already. And I want to say, you know, just a hoorah and a thank you for those of you that have pre-ordered and waited patiently and given us much grace. The printing of this book took a little longer than I expected, but uh, we anticipate getting them, you know, real soon, like I've been saying. And so, you know, what can we expect from advanced prayers that shake heaven and earth? And, I, and I'm here to talk about it because I didn't have anything else to do this week. Like I literally, I, I thought I had a guest and then there was a miscommunication and then it's Monday and, and I know my week's so busy and I'm like, ah! What am I going to do about a podcast? And then I start thinking about all of these people. You know, yeah, those people. The ones that are listening to me thinking, if you didn't put out this podcast, I would have been upset. Those people. Be be because they throw tomatoes digitally. <laughs> and, and with all these emojis, you can throw poop and bananas and tomatoes and even watermelons and coffee digitally. And I am very, very concerned with the number of people that get affected in a negative way by my lack of follow through. <laughs> Put this podcast out once a week. God bless you all. So here I am and I'm like, all right, I got to do something. So I started to make some notes to talk about, you know, trees in the heavenly realms. And I'm like, ah, I don't have time for that. <laughs> but I can talk about this book. And man, oh man, am I excited about advanced prayers of taking on earth. So I'm going to take this podcast, this opportunity, just to kind of talk it through, right? I'm going to talk for a little while, and I'm going to explain to you what you can expect out of this book. Now, my first book, you know, the whole goal is to put tools in the hands of believers. Because, you know, we get in situations. It's like, gosh, I need healing. How do I pray for that? Gosh, I need a breakthrough. How do I pray for that? Goodness gracious, I need deliverance. How do I pray for that? You know, and we are trying to overcome this position of powerlessness because many of the people that come across my ministry have received antiquated teachings about, you know, how to administrate the finished work of Jesus Christ. Stuff that sounds like, once you're saved, everything's good. Yeah, right. Except for like my whole life. Okay. And, and many of you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, yeah, that worked for someone else, but didn't work for me. And the good news for you is that I'm going to tell you this. It didn't work for the person that told you it worked for them either. Most of them are just like you and me <laughs> having issues that need to be overcome by strategic, intentional application of the finished work of Jesus Christ. It's just the way it is. You know, some people like to live in fairy tale land and no one's better at preaching and teaching strategies for life that don't work than Christians. Well, we preach ourselves into poverty and debt and just all kinds of mess. Anyway. I'm trying to help people exit. And what do I do? I put together all these prayers. I'm like, look, we're going to just, instead of saying, you know, let me teach you everything I know so you can apply it in prayer. I'm like, let me just give you prayers. And eventually we'll reverse engineer the language back and back into a revelation that people are like, wow, this is actually real stuff. 
and it worked, right? So prayers to shake heaven and earth has been out for a while. The testimonies have been extraordinary. And uh, this, this book, Advanced Prayers That Shake Heaven and Earth, builds on that. Daniel, are you going to be repeating prayers in this new book? Only one. There's only one prayer that I did repeat. And when I tell you which prayer it is, you'll understand why. It's called How to Be Saved. Because guess what? Whether you're in my first book or my second book, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, as your Lord and Savior, and you have surrendered your life to him, you have no business getting into my book because every single prayer leans fully and affirmatively upon him. He is the power source. So I've included that same prayer in both books. Forgive me. But the rest of the book is completely new and different. And for those of you that listen to this podcast and say, wow, that sounds cool. I didn't get the first book, but maybe I'll just start with the second. Uh, get the combo pack, like get, get both. Because truly the, the first book does have a lot more practical prayers. And I'm just going to say it. You know, if, if you are a baby, baby in, in, in Christ, new believer, and you're like, I just need some help, get the first book. Like don't get the second book or get it and like just sit on it for a little while. Because this second book is really for those that are going to the next level in their own personal inner healing and deliverance journeys, prayer ministers and leaders, frontline workers, Many of you that listen to this podcast, you know, and survivors that have so many problems, you don't even know which way to point your shotgun in the spirit. You just know something's got to get blasted and some devil's got to go down and you just need a weapon powerful enough to get the job. Done. That's this book. It, so, so it's like the first one, but on sterile squared. So after I, I, I have this prayer in the front of the book called um, Engage with Jesus, um, how to be saved. I have a second prayer called engage with the Jesus prayer. Uh, and I'm, throughout this podcast, I'm, I'm just going to walk you through some of the prayers. So you, you get excited about it. It's like, whoa, this is what I'm going to get to get my hands on. Now in, in my practice, I sit down with a lot of people and we center our work on Jesus. Everything's about Jesus, growing in relationship with him, connecting to him, resolving our unforgiveness and issues and, and our lack of trust towards him. And what I've learned is that helping people to have an encounter with the true Lord Jesus Christ is absolutely, I, 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 I mean, um, extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary when it comes to the inner healing and deliverance journey. Once a person is able to establish an actual connection with Jesus in a session in their own inner world, or however, I mean, things just really shift powerfully. And, you know, there are still some people out there that think, oh, no, anyone who sees God must die. So anyone that says they have an encounter with Jesus is a liar. <laughs> I feel bad for you, my friend. Um, people are having encounters with Jesus all the time, and you are talking to one of them, maybe, well, at least listening, right? Because I've had encounters with Jesus. And, uh, you know, so, some people think that the only kind of encounter with Jesus that is valid is a kind of encounter where you are sitting there in your bed and someone in a physical body walks through your door and says, I am Jesus and starts to glow like God. And it's like, oh my gosh, Jesus has just walked in the room. And, and so we can't understand that people are having an encounter with Jesus in the spirit realm as valid, but it is. And, and there is a way to um, 
actually open the door to that? And, and, and why is that? Why is it that the door to an encounter with Jesus can be intentionally ministered or even open? And, and the answer is that the Bible says in the book of Revelation, I stand at the door and knock. And to him who opens unto me, I will come in and I will sup with him. In other words, we have a promise from God that if we open the door of our heart, that is the door of our subconscious, to invite him and his presence and his person in, he will come in. It, it's a guarantee. It's like, if you open, I will come in. And I'm going to have dinner with you. I'm going to have a meal with you. I'm going to hang out with you. And so we have a prayer that addresses two things when it comes to inviting the presence of Jesus into a person's encounter. One, it addresses the promises of scripture. First of all, it acknowledges the identity of who Jesus is, which is pivotal. We have to know who we're talking to and who we're inviting in. So the prayer begins and, and literally walks the person through saying, you know, Lord Jesus, I come before you in prayer and declare that you are my ever-present help in time of need. I declare that you are wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. You know, uh, going through the titles and identities of Jesus in a place of prayer and intentional engagement with the Spirit is an opening of the door to his manifestation to and, 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 and our encounter. And so that's what the prayer does. Because I do this with people all the time. I, I just say, you know, we, we get to a place in, in, in prayer in their work, and I just say, wait a minute. You know, someone's looking at a memory. It's really tough, you know, and, and, and we get to that part of the memory where something really, really bad happens. I say, so pause press pause. Don't go any further in the memory. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are the ever-present help in time of need. You are wonderful, counselor, everlasting father, prince of peace, redeemer, savior of the world, lion of the tribe of Judah, bright and morning star, high priest forever. And you stand at the door and knock. And to him who opens unto you, you will come in and you will sup with him. So we open the door and King Jesus, I thank you that you are present with so-and-so in this memory right now. And I'll say, look, and tell me when you see him. And seven to eight times out of 10 on the first go around, you know, people are right there because of the anointing, because of the prayer, the strategy, having an encounter with Jesus, he's just right in there. Boom. It's like, oh, look, Jesus is there. And then he begins to administrate redemption. He begins to heal. He begins to deliver. And as a minister, I'll just sit down and take notes. What is Jesus doing now? Ah, what is Jesus doing now? Oh my gosh. What, wouldn't you like to be able as a prayer minister or leader or friend to be able to walk people into an encounter with the savior and redeemer of the world? Maybe you've been wondering, how do you do that? How do you minister on that level? Easy. Just lean on the identity of Jesus Christ and who he is and begin to decree it and invite him in through the door. That is the promise of scripture. And I have a prayer in my book that it's going to walk you through that. You don't even have to think about it. You have to engage your faith, but um, it's just, this is powerful. And I, I do this all the time. That's why it's in the book. You know, every, every resource that I put in my books has, have been field tested. And that's why all the prayers in the first book have helped people so much. They, they were field tested. 
if it didn't produce what it's supposed to produce for a majority of people, I scrap it. And I say, well, there must be a better way to go about this, right? So, man, we're engaging with Jesus. Now, the, the beautiful thing, though, is that in this prayer, I have something called a fake Jesus clause because I work with so many people that actually have a problem with fake Jesuses. Now, some of these are survivors because they've been taken to Freemasonry meetings as children, sat down in the Freemason loft where they put on a skit. Freemasons come out. And someone is just like Jesus. They do a play and Jesus is, you know, helping people out of wheelchairs and uh, multiplying food and the children, they clap. Yay, Jesus, right? But then he has sex with them. Now you have trauma associated with this character and, and suddenly he's a bad guy. And then demons will get behind that. They'll put on fake Jesus costumes. And so I'll talk to someone and I'll say, well, Jesus, I invite you to come in. He's like, well, someone's coming in, but it looks like he's a pedophile. Well, that's not the real Jesus. That's the fake one, right? And the, this is one of the problems with uh, a, 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 an application of the strategy for, for healing and ministry. If you don't address or acknowledge the possibility, and that is the reality, that some people will first encounter the counterfeit before they encounter the genuine, people will be led into an encounter with a demon, or we could also call them soul parts. In some cases, it's not the demon, it's the soul part that's wearing a costume. Um, and, and then they will undergo re-traumatization as that thing wearing the Jesus costume begins to try to have sex with them or, or abuse them in some other kind of way in their subconscious during their so-called encounter. And, 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 and then they're, they're, they're mad at you. <laughs> so, 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 so this prayer has a whole fake Jesus clause, which addresses a whole number of legalities that we've articulated in order that, that, that to, to sabotage the ability for a fake Jesus to manifest in place of the true king of kings and lord of lords wouldn't that be handy to have on hand for those that are struggling to work past a fake jesus and and, and many coaches and, and people especially lay ministers you know they, they have a friend and they innocently try to you know walk them into an encounter with jesus the next thing they know this person is having an encounter with a fake jesus it's confusing everyone's struggling and it's like gosh what do i do about this right there for you. Moving on, this book contains two prayers, and they're actually on our website. The, the, these prayers are found on our website, bribemovement.com. Weapons of Warfare Prayer 1 and 2. Now, these prayers are literally for the purpose of just punching the devil in the face. I mean, and look, I know that there are people out there that want to make friends with the demons, right? And some of them claim to be Christians, some of them even teach that we're supposed to be redemptive agencies in the uh, restorative efforts of God towards the principalities that are rulers of darkness in the heavenly realms. It's like, well, you're in bondage because you're supposed to help them get their redemption. So, you know, love them. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm not that one, okay? 
So if you've heard that, you didn't hear it from me. I'm here to tell you that as a maturing son of God, it is your responsibility to step on the devil's face. You know why? Because the Bible actually says, I will shortly, Romans chapter 16, I will shortly crush Satan under your feet. That's where I stand. And that's where I'm trying to get you to stand. And so I believe that the devil's a bad guy. And uh, <laughs> you are much better off being in the winner's box, stepping on his head, than in the loser's box, getting your head stepped on, which some of you have experienced a lifetime of. You, you've been in debt all your life. You've been uh, disrespected all your life. You've been abandoned all your life. You, I mean, you, 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 you have the battle scars to prove it. Devil's been, you know, messing you up. Now it's your turn. So I have these prayers called weapons of warfare prayer. They, they are atmospheric clearing prayers. You know, some people say, Daniel, you know, I'm just getting hit on the left and the right, and I don't know what to do. Dude, use this prayer, man. And, and of course, if you can't wait for the book, which will be, you know, shipping from us in, I don't know, a week or two from this podcast, as soon as we get it, uh, you, you can get on the website, but it, it'll be there for you in this volume. So you can just, you know, whip it out and <laughs> rattle it off anytime. You know, one section of the prayer reads like this. Let's give you a little sample. Therefore, I arm your angelic armies with your word and loose carnage against the enemy that has surrounded me, persecuted me, opposed me, and resisted me. I release arrows, lightnings, hailstones, and coals of fire. I scatter the enemies that have gathered themselves against me with famine and devouring storms. I engage the spirits that have assembled from underwater locations and speak sea quakes. I speak that they are trapped in prisons assembled round about them, locking them into pocket realms characterized by dry wind. I call for the drying up of the enemy's waters. I release engines of war, weapons of war, and instruments of death upon the agents and devices of darkness in the name of Jesus. I choose to tread upon serpents and scorpions. The evil agents must be smitten by the rod of iron. I release the battle axe of God into the encampments of darkness and target obstacles at their roots. The choirs and harmonies of darkness will suffer at the release of the blast of God. And come on. That, you know, and, and, and I have two of these. What, what, what I just gave you is uh, one section of one of our weapons of warfare prayers. <laughs> so you can have a blast with that, I, I'm telling you, and uh, you can get the blast of the devil. Now, uh, moving, moving past that, there's another prayer in there called the gang stalking prayer. And I actually released this prayer in a podcast where I was talking about gang stalking. And I, you know, I work with a lot of targeted individuals, people that get targeted by all kinds of technology and 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 human people and aliens and demons and it's just it's just a, this massive conspiracy of harassment and you know uh, a lot of people that have been targeted individuals have a hard time uh, you know figuring out <laughs> what the heck is going on because <laughs> nothing seems to make sense no one believes you and yet it's happening so so, you know, I, I hear all these stories and I started to put the pieces together. So we developed a gang stalking prayer, which is also an atmospheric clearing prayer. But this prayer takes a different approach where it addresses a whole lot of legalities rather than, a you know, full on frontal assault. 
and it, it executes a lawsuit of sorts. It's, it's basically a massive court case indicting a whole bunch of these gang stalking people, whether they be demons or human agencies or whatever else, and makes them answer for their crimes. Now, it's a rather lengthy prayer. I'm not going to well, pray it on this podcast, but this has been on our website for some time. So many of you have had the opportunity to use it. There's a lot of specific technologies of, of, of holding people in bondage and maintaining things uh, at work against an individual's life that are addressed very specifically with very specific language in this prayer. And I'm telling you, we have had tons of testimonies from this guy. So it's going to be there right at your fingertips for you. Now, um, another prayer that I am including in this book is called the ear ringing prayer. The frank truth is that there are millions of people around the world that suffer from ringing in the ears. I mean, we're talking doctors, and lawyers, and businessmen, and politicians and school teachers. I mean, like there are so many people targeted with then suffering from ear ringing. Now, a lot of them wouldn't necessarily tell you because they don't want to believe it's happening to them, but it is. And, and, and this is happening for a lot of reasons. As a matter of fact, uh, there's a whole bunch. And so I had a whole bunch of people. It was like in one two week period, like this person after person after person come to me saying, you know, Daniel, my number one problem is that I have ringing in my ears and I want it to stop. And whenever that happens to me in like a sequence, I always stop and I question like, God, what are you trying to do here? Why, why are you suddenly sending me one symptom in so many people? And I keep addressing it over and over again. The answer is typically because he wants me to put together a prayer template and take all the pieces of the puzzle that I'm able to assemble and address them all at once so that people that get the prayer template get breakthroughs most of the time. And so that's exactly what happened with the ear ringing prayer. And I'm just going to give you a few of the clauses of that prayer to give you an idea of just how many areas this prayer addresses, um, areas that for one person here and one person there have been the reason why their ear ringing stopped. And so, so, so those clauses are the witchcraft clause, because addressing witchcraft is many times the source of the ear ringing. Witchcraft is being done against a person, and their ears start ringing. When you cut off the witchcraft, you cut off the ear ringing. That's not always the case. So then we take another step in this prayer and do something called an offering clause, where the person is praying to offer up their ears, inner ears, brain, gallbladder, kidneys and related components of their neural networks of, as a free will offering in Christ. Now, this is like a dedication so that evil traffic going through these areas of the body now come under the governance of Jesus. And so it's a very powerful approach to administrating the finished work of Christ on our behalf. Now, the next area of this prayer is tinnitus or tinnitus. Uh, because sometimes tinnitus is the reason why people have ringing in their ears, interestingly enough. So then there's a declaration for Jesus to be healer and a specific addressing of the cochlea, inner ear, ear bones, eardrum, kidneys, and gallbladder in this prayer as the recipients of the healing power of the stripes of Jesus so that the symptoms associated with tinnitus and the tinnitus itself come under the healing power and jurisdiction of Christ. The next aspect of ear ringing that we've learned to address as parts, um, because sometimes it's related to a person's dissociation and their soul parts on the inside. And, and um, 
the contracts, documents, agreements, certificates, oaths, or vows associated with specific parts, maybe a person has been amnesic of, that allow for afflictions to be held in place. And so we have a whole parts clause because also uh, sometimes, and this is you know, the science of the non-physical realm, uh, it, the powers of darkness are able to take pieces of people's souls and structure them or program them to act as circuits, receptors, receivers, or antenna arrays. Uh, it's, it's like a dehumanizing and application to technological purposes. It's very weird, but it's like, we, we've actually run into situations where it's like, all right, suddenly it's like, Holy Spirit, show us why this person is having ringing in their ears. And suddenly we see an antenna array. And so Jesus comes in and he takes the antennas apart and out of the antennas, are coming soul parts. But the soul parts were actually woven into these antenna arrays and, and quantumly these antenna arrays are receiving signals. And these signals are producing ear ringing symptoms. So, so they turn the soul part into the antenna array. It's, it's really wild. So, so we have to deal with the parts sometimes. And, and this is why ear ringing has evaded so many people. It's like literally they are doing so many things that produces this symptomology it's really hard to nail down. Now, here's the bad news. The bad news is I'm going to tell you some more stuff and it's going to be like, whoa, oh my gosh, wow, that's so deep. That's cool. I can't wait. You know, you don't have to. It's on our website. The truth is this uh, prayer template only works for about 80, 70 to 80% of people because we've seen about 20 to 30% of people have even more complicated stuff going on. And it, their, their stuff is beyond even what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> So, so this prayer got to about 70 to 80% helpfulness. And um, beyond that, I've, I've found that I'm just in the realm of specific ministry. Now, uh, we have a CERN clause. Now, for those of you that don't know, there's this giant facility over in Europe called CERN. It's called a Hadron Collider. And they're trying to open up black holes and all kinds of different things and bring in stuff from other dimensions and so forth. Well, CERN happens to be at the center of a whole lot of stuff going on in the spirit world and survivors all over the country and other countries are implicated and tethered to CERN in ungodly ways. It's very, very interesting how this fits. And so people are connected to CERN through rituals and grids and ley lines in the earth and all over the place. And so what we've found is that this spiritual say astral, uh, connection to CERN is producing ear ringing symptoms in some people. And so we have a very complicated uh, prayer clause that addresses CERN. And so that is part of that prayer. But if that wasn't enough, then we move into something called internal labs. There's an internal labs clause because what we found that happens with some people, this is especially survivors of government-sponsored mind control projects. Uh, the, the, the programming will actually place inside of someone's subconscious and, and oftentimes it will actually be uh, overlapped with certain areas of the body, like the spleen, the gallbladder, the shoulder, you know, the, but in that area of the body, as an aspect of the person's subconscious, there will be a facility. And so when the person goes into their subconscious and, and, and begins to navigate their inner world, they'll find that facility. 
And inside of that facility, there will be scientists. And, and of course, these scientists are in the spirit. They'll often soul parts or demons or composite spirits that are part demon, part computer, and part human, right? And, and, and they're working as scientists in these labs. Um, and in and, and these labs, they'll have DNA samples that they're messing around with. And they'll have parts of that person that are in that lab being tortured and so forth. And it's like really messed up, right? And so it's it, these structures that are components of that person's inner world are producing the ringing in the ears. And so there, there is a part of this prayer to address and deal with the internal labs that are producing the person's bondage. Um, it's always funny to begin praying into something that a person has no idea is their problem when it is, and then they get set free of that problem that they didn't even know they had before you started praying. And then they look at you and have to explain why they manifested while you were praying something they didn't even know was a real thing. I've seen that face so many times. For those of you who are watching me on Facebook, it looks something like this. Oh. When I smile like this and I say, yeah. <laughs> I often chuckle afterwards as well because I'm laughing with the Lord. You know, the Bible says the Lord sits in the heavens and laughs as he holds his enemies in derision. I tap into that all the time. But um, so moving on from that, we have this uh, clause called the targeted individual clause, which is actually an, another addressing of, you know, the technologies that are bombarding a person from external sources. And there's a whole gamut of, of, of ways that people are harassed through psychotronic technologies, literally wave producing technologies that create afflictions. And, and, and these afflictions can cause any, everything from, from lethargy to sleepiness to, you know, anxiety, ear ringing, um, and all kinds of other symptoms and their frequencies that are literally coming from the projection of someone sitting in the house next to you, right? Because they're put there by the CIA to keep an eye on you because you're a targeted individual or something like that, you know, but they have psychotronic technologies and they've had it for years. There are many patents. The research is so clearly spelled out on this one. I don't even have to justify my statements. Just look it up. But, um, we have a targeted individual clause and we have technologies that we use that we, we've learned are pretty effective um, at opposing stuff even happening in the natural. One would be the encasement with heavenly gold because heavenly gold can act like a Faraday cage blocking wave and frequency based attacks. We also can speak um, that electronic devices throughout the brain are identified and renounce those. Uh, <laughs> Lots of complex stuff. Anyway, um, another clause that's part of this ear ringing prayer is called the biofrequency clause. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that clause sounds something like this. I speak regarding any and all programming of the frequencies because that can happen. I, I speak regarding any and all programming of the frequencies of my brain, heart, and gut. 
I pray for the discovery of all parts of my person that have endured such programming, including all parts of my brain, heart, and gut, and call for them to be delivered to the feet of the Lion of the tribe of Judah for complete healing. I engage the armies of heaven in whatever numbers necessary to ensure the full execution of this prayer. I renounce all evil frequency programming of my brain, heart, and gut. I speak the timeline of my brain, heart, and gut would be pulled up, and that all events of evil frequency programming would be identified, isolated, and purged by the blood of Jesus. In other words, this the clause is a little longer than this, but in order to address the programming of biofrequencies, we're applying a technology of the spirit called timeline correction, which I teach about in our course on um, inner healing ministry fundamentals. It's, it's extraordinary the kind of fruit you get from applying timeline correction in the course of ministry. And, and, and it's so cool because it's basically like pulling up a string that is a person's timeline or timelines because some people live on more than one of them. It's very interesting. This is all quantum stuff. But like you, you go in in the spirit by faith and, and you just say, you know, we identify this bad part of the timeline. It's, it, it, it's infected with trauma or with a curse or with some other kind of thing. And uh, we excise it. We, we cut it on the right, we cut it on the left, and, and that whole event just gets pulled out of the timeline in the spirit world. And then we invite Jesus to be kinsman redeemer and to redeem it with his blood and presence and person and healing power because he can. Jesus is not bound by time. He's the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And so uh, it's very easy to minister outside of time if you know what you're doing and you know the biblical principle behind it. Anyway, uh, if you want that teaching, you can get our course on how to uh, inner healing ministry fundamentals, and you'll learn that in a whole lot more. But um, we apply that to the biofrequency problem. And then there is a clause for renouncing government programs, because sometimes people have been, you know, in, involved unknowingly or unwittingly in government programs that have resulted in the ringing in their ears and other symptomology associated with programming, trauma, technologies, and other harassment. Anyway, uh, it, the prayer concludes with a cancellation clause. And of course, that's on our website. So you don't have to wait for the book for that one. Now, <clears throat> moving on, this is so cool. And I am very, very excited about the territorial warfare prayer that is in this book. Now, uh, <sighs> territorial warfare is not something that everybody is called to. And I'll say that right out the gate. But this is how the kingdom of God works. God is king. So the king will give mandates. A mandate is a divine uh, ordination, so to speak, to a certain task. It's like, um, you know, it's, it's the paperwork that comes from the chief authority granting the uh, person elected to that task the full backing of the government they are submitted under. And so what God will do is that he will give a mandate. And when a mandate is given, that person that's received a mandate to do territorial warfare in their region has the full backing of heaven to do it. That's how I do territorial warfare. If I, if I go into a region and I begin to uh, address things on a citywide, statewide, nationwide level. God's called me to different levels at different times. I have paperwork in the spirit. It's like, well, talk to him. I'm here to do this. And you can't touch me. Now, uh, 
Furthermore, uh, there is a, 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 a uh, beyond the divine commissioning aspect of the mandate, there is the idea of Metron. And I, and I actually talk about this in the introduction to this prayer. A Metron is a sphere of assigned authority. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, we, however, will not boast beyond measure, but within the limits of the sphere or Metron, which God has appointed us, a sphere, which especially includes you. Now, that word sphere used twice in this passage is metron. So in other words, it says, we, however, will not boast beyond measure, but within the limits of the metron, which God has appointed us, a metron, which especially includes you. And so in other words, in this passage, Paul included the Corinthian church in his metron. He said, look, you're, you're under my assigned authority sphere. This is a reflection of territorial jurisdiction that came by way of assigned authority from heaven. So this is scriptural. Absolutely scriptural. So when Paul exercised apostolic authority in Corinth, heaven backed him. But what Paul indicates here is that he did not have a global metron necessarily. He, at the time of his writing, he's saying, look, I'm not going to boast beyond my metron. So guess what that means for most of us? We don't have a global metron. We have metron where God has appointed it to us. And so... With territorial warfare prayer, we have to be able to identify before using this prayer what our metron is. And for some of us, our metron is this vessel. That's it. It's all God's trusted you with right now because <laughs> you have some growing to do. Do you know who you are? Um, and so this really isn't where you want to be. <laughs> but... For some of us, you know, our, our Metron through faithfulness and um, spiritual growth has expanded. And for some of us, God is calling us to pray on a different level. You know, um, he wants us to be a prayer covering for our church. Maybe we're on an intercessory team. You know, he wants us to be a prayer covering uh, or, or, or an, even an intercessor for a whole business. Uh, for some of us, we're called to citywide work. God's like, no. No, I want you praying for your city. You're, you're going to be uh, tearing up the, the, the generational iniquity on behalf of the city I have assigned you to live in because I trust you with that. You know, uh, For some of us, it's bigger. It's a, it's a state or um, a territory. Uh, some of us, we get that nationwide mandate. And God comes and he says, look, you're the one. And so this prayer has been designed to be deployed on all of these levels plus... For those of us that are just, you know, well, I, I, I'm trust, I, 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 I'm responsible for my family. You know, that, that's my metron right now, my, my family. Um, we can apply this prayer or parts of it to home and property. And in that application of, um, I'd say about 18 or so of the keys in this prayer, uh, we are well within that safety net of protection. So, so now I'm going to tell you about a few of the keys in this prayer, and, and, and you'll be able to get them all when you get the book. Man, we got these keys one at a time. And I'm going to tell you the story. You know, um, I was praying with a few people. My wife was one of them. And we were committed to praying for Dallas. And uh, God called us to this work beginning in the fall of 2017. And so from fall to winter of 2017, every morning, every morning, I'm, I'm going into the spirit, praying for Dallas with this team. And 
in 2018, God called us to do monthly meetings. And so we were having monthly meetings for Dallas and really the whole state of Texas. And many of those things began to touch national issues. But um, that was where, where, where this whole thing is birthed because it was in the execution of this mandate that many of these keys began to come in. And for me personally, when God called us to do the, do, doing this thing, uh, God spoke to me and he said, I'm going to give you keys one at a time. And as I give you the key, you're going to pray into it. And when we got together, you know, I, I would often, you know, get the key, right? So I'm like, okay, the first key I got was gates. And so I would begin to pray about the gates. But what would happen inevitably is that as I was praying about the gates, other people that were praying would begin to see what was happening and how some things that I said were very powerful. And some things that I said didn't do much at all. <laughs> this is called scientific process, right? So, 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 you know, some people say it doesn't matter how you pray. You can just say whatever kind of thing. God just loves the fact that we're talking to him at all. <laughs> that is so arrogant. Like, you really think that just because you said that it's true? This is not, you know, uh, when you actually watch what's happening in the spirit, you can tell when certain language is absolutely ineffective because it, it doesn't honor any of the mechanics of the spirit at all, nor does it honor the word of God, which God moves on. God doesn't move on any kind of thing. He moves on his own word. He moves on faith and he moves on faith applied to his word. And then we add to that the mechanics of the spirit world. And when we pray according to mechanics that have nothing to do with the spirit world, without the word of God, guess what we have? Nothing. We don't have much at all. We, we have a lot of noise. So, uh, you know, I go into my spirit and I'm praying for my spirit. A lot of the stuff that comes out is, is revelation even to me. Um, sometimes I drift and I just say stuff that sounds like it should be good. And often that's the stuff that falls flat. And then we take notes. So we begin to take notes on the language and what was working and what wasn't, what was effective and what wasn't. And, um, you know, every week or so, God would add another key. So it's like, all right, now that you have learned how to pray into gates and the language that's effective for the gates, let's talk about enlisting the cosmos, okay? So that's the next key. So, so start praying into enlisting the cosmos. Okay, that language is pretty good. That's really powerful doesn't work so good. Okay. So we're seeing it. We're praying into it. Once we get that down for about a week, next step, we're praying into foundations. So that was the next key foundations. It's like, Oh, so, you know, a, a region, a territory has gates, it has foundations. Um, you can address it with or without the cosmos. Okay, great. Next key walls. Wow. That makes so much sense because in all throughout the Old Testament, you see that cities have walls. And as a matter of fact, when a city is without walls, it's often compromised. And so it's like in the spirit world, cities will have walls that are either strong or, or broken down or non-existent. And so it's like, wow, so we can pray into to walls. Also, um, the establishment of ungodly walls, like, like walls between spouses and family members and 
kingdom relationships. Then, you know, another key, we're, we're, we're uh, engaging with the angels that God had appointed to the north, the south, the east, and the west of that city in, in those cardinal directions. And so it's like, whoa, that's a key. Wow, that's wild. Then we uh, learned another key, which was addressing the portals and the stargates in the city. And a portal simply means a door. And so there are, are, are many doors and, and doorways, but in the spirit world, portals often manifest as wormholes where you can you know, exit one location in the spirit world and come out somewhere else in the spirit world. In my book, Higher Dimensions, Parallel Dimensions in the Spirit World, I, I did three chapters on portals. Some of my best listened to podcasts were on portals and stuff. So anyway, we, we got some language for addressing the portals and the stargates in the city. Some of them exist in the spirit. Some of them are literally underground and they're physical. Some of them are underwater, like right off the coast or in an underwater reservoir. And like, you can go in there and it's like actually you can put a physical thing through these uh, stargates or portals and they will travel. It's wild, but most of them have, I don't know, there, there's stuff that goes on anyway, but you can address them. <laughs> and that's the important thing, right? We, we, as the children of God, the sons of God, given mandates to pray for our region can address these things with the right language. And so we have language for this purpose in the book. And, and, and so uh, it's a template that you can take and, and build on and flesh out and, and work with, or just say with seers around and say, okay, we're speaking this by faith. Now, what is everybody seeing? What, what is this unlocking? I, I guarantee this is going to be powerful stuff for those that get their hands on this. Another key that we got was borders. So we learned how to pray into the borders. Then we learned how to pray into the ley lines. Then we learned how to pray into the firmament. Then we learned how to pray into the spiritual atmosphere. Then we learned how to pray and contend with inner earth. Then we learned how to pray and change frequency. And then we learned how to pray and deal with surveyors. And then we learned how to pray for future generations. And then we got a key for timelines. And then we got a key for armies of the dead. And then we got a key for em um, establishing the prayer how to open the prayer, establish agreements with those that have gone before us in a cloud of witnesses who made intercession for the city and plug into what they said. We learned how to pray into offices and evil sacred trees addressing those bad guys and the waters and how to activate things in the city of, of the purposes of God. We learned how to address ancient wells and then weather. And, you know, that's going to be at your fingertips with the book. I, I'm telling you, this, I, I really think this book could change the world because I, I feel like if people in every nation of the world <laughs> just like that had mandates for this, started, you know, decreeing some of this stuff over their territories and regions and nations, like, oh man, talk about poking the bear, <laughs> stirring up the horn is like, you, but, but blasting the enemy's strongholds. And so... Um, the territorial warfare prayer, again, isn't just for the high level stuff. I mean, imagine addressing all of this stuff just for your home, just for your house. Many of you live in homes that are absolutely chock full of just disappointment, uh, contention, strife, anger, bitterness, uh, lack of success, debt, on and on and on you begin to seal that sucker up with this kind of language, things are going to shift. So, so this prayer doubles as like a home cleansing prayer at, on, on steroids. Now, we're, we're not even halfway into the book at this point. This is like just the first section. The book has three sections. 
this isn't even the whole first section because the last prayer in the first section talks about removal of spiritual devices, which is really cool because if you see an arrow penetrating a person's soul or you see some kind of wiring hooking their ear up to the middle of their back in the spirit, and you're like, how do I take this apart? Or you see you know, all this stuff that we deal with all the time. It's like there's these spiritual objects, complex circuit boards, computers woven into people, different things. And it's like, you know, it, it feels like it should be easy enough to take an ax out of a person's back you see that but but what about some of the complex stuff so we have a whole prayer for removal of spiritual devices that has been profoundly effective and so you just speak the prayer once and by the time the prayer is gone the person's delivered um just the other day you know uh we got someone delivered of a trachea problem totally healed because of a spiritual device and we prayed the prayers of healing and prayer of faith and then it was exposed there's a you know, device there on the trachea and use this prayer, pop that thing right off and <gasps> healed. So <clears throat> praise God for that. Now, um, moving into the second part of the book, there is a whole nother group of prayers for ministry, uh, specifically deliverance at, at the top levels, right? And so I had a lot of d deliverance prayers in my first book, ministry. I call them ministry prayers. And it was like freedom from fallen heavenly powers, human persecutors prayer, um, freedom from um, Illuminati bloodlines, non-human bloodlines, so forth. And so, so those were all really good. But what I did was I, I went into a whole second phase of prayers because what I found out after I wrote the first book and I had all these tools available to me for a while, you know, God just let me sit in that glory seat where I would just get on the phone with person after person. And it's just like, all right, uh, Holy Spirit, what's their problem? Well, Daniel, their problem is the Romanoff bloodline. It's like, yeah, your problem is the Romanoff bloodline. And they're like, gasp. And then I would just say the Romanoff bloodline prayer and they'd be set free and delivered. And it's like, whoa, this is the most amazing thing. I can't believe it. I've got so much freedom. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So I got that for about a month and then God's like, all right, time for the upgrade, right? So suddenly nothing was working. <laughs> and it was like, all of these problems just got twice as hard. And I realized that I needed a whole new set of tools to address stuff that was going now to the next level. And so uh, we have prayers in this book uh, to go to the next level called Freedom from Constellations. Freedom from earth systems, freedom from the Kabbalah tree, freedom from computers and walk-ins, and freedom from synthetic kingdoms, the prayer of release, and something called the ultimate freedom from human persecutors prayer. Now, uh, just a, a quick rundown. We found that people would actually have constellations manifest to them and that they were tethered to some of these constellations in ungodly ways. And, and, and some of the constellations are absolutely uh, tethered to a whole lot of people in ungodly ways, like Orion. And we've seen a lot of people needing to get delivered from that guy. Also, Ophiuchus, for some reason, who happens to be the 13th Zodiac constellation, uh, which was added to the Zodiac more recently. Um, we've seen, however, all kinds of constellations tethering with people and people running into them. And the, the fact of the matter is, and you would understand this if you took my course on Realms and Dimensions Unsealed, that every realm has its own sentience. And so um, it's very, very interesting when you get to this level of the spirit and engaging this way, how all of a sudden the whole creation opens up to you as a son of God. But truly, all of the constellations need ministry. They, they need to actually be restored to their first estate. Uh, and 
they they talk <laughs> but many people are tethered to them in ungodly ways right now and so the creation is held um in futility <laughs> romans chapter 8 right and so um this prayer helps a person to untether themselves on the DNA and the quantum level from these constellations getting set free while at the same time calling for a redemption of these heavenly bodies by the river of living water flowing from the throne of God, which is extraordinarily powerful to speak over anything when you're dealing with cosmic stuff. Now, um, moving on for free acts, I could talk about that one prayer for hours. There's so much to it. Uh, after I developed that prayer, what I realized is that people didn't just need to be set free from constellations. They, they needed to be set free from what I just started calling earth systems. So I couldn't think of another better way to describe it. It's like, dude, are you literally telling me that you need to be set free from a forest? And a person would be like, yeah, Holy Spirit's telling me I need to be set free from the forest. Well, why would they need to be set free from the forest? Oh, well, duh, because they were taken there and rituals were performed in that forest on a physical altar in that forest and their blood and their DNA was drained into that forest and there's iniquity tied to that. And so now they are tethered to that forest in an ungodly way, you know? And so uh, we found, however, that <laughs> this witchcraft stuff gets really complicated. I found that people are tethered to uh, jet streams. I don't know how they do that, but jet streams and lakes and rivers and uh, you know mines and 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 forests and basements. Basements. That that's a dead giveaway. It's like, oh well, that makes sense. But but then it got even weirder because I found that people could be tethered to evil corporations. It's like, oh wait, you know, you work for Halliburton and <laughs> or you work for the CIA and. <laughs> And, and, and now there's like this ungodly tethering to that, that organization. And when you use this prayer language to untether from that organization or that corporation, it's like this suddenly, like there's this breakthrough, there's this liberation to suddenly have success again or whatever it happens to be. It's very strange. But then I, you know, learned later that, you know, every realm has its own sentience. And so every corporation, every organization, yeah, there are the people that work and abide within the realm of that organization. But then in the spirit world, it has, it's actually it has its own sentience and people can be tethered to it genetically. And it's weird. You know, some people think there are only two strands of DNA. Uh, I believe that that is absolute fiction at this point. Now, I don't necessarily have all the science to prove it at my fingertips, but I have a whole lot of testimonies of people getting set free. DNA is light at its core. And, and from what we have done with the Lord, I mean, we have seen, you know, third strands of DNA needing to be addressed in ministry, fourth strand, fifth strand, sixth strand. I currently believe there are probably six strands of DNA, but some of them do exist, I believe, in the spirit world. And, you know, maybe I'll be corrected on that later. This is stuff that is highly uh, vague, you know, you can't just look it up necessarily, but you run into this stuff. And then you resolve it with the Lord and the Holy Spirit and the angels are doing stuff and you're taking notes. And then what do you do afterwards? <laughs> right? You either believe it or you don't. But if the fruit is there and someone's been set free, it's about time to rethink. Maybe this is how it works. So I, I, I've seen that people are genetically and, and, and 
with their blood and so forth tethered into these various earth realms. And so we break down earth realms into a number of lists, geographic realms, atmospheric realms, nature realms, water realms, regional realms, energy grids, hollow earth realms, revered structures, normal structures, animal kingdom, forces of nature, planets, trade, industries, government agencies, occult groups and secret societies, technological kingdoms, human substance, and <laughs> miscellaneous, <laughs> right? And so I had like starter lists. I'm like, you can explore all of this. And then once you get the idea, you know, Holy Spirit can just tell you, well, this, right? So we have this whole prayer to untether from all this stuff and then, you know, uh, claim God-given rights and inheritance and call for redemption at the end. It's, I will tell you this, guys, I, be, I am now using this prayer probably more often than any of my other prayers because it, it's so widely applicable. Like I, you can apply this to so many problems and it's like, this is like throwing a stick of dynamite and just blowing the whole thing to smithereens rather than trying to, you know, take something apart with a wrench and a screwdriver. It is just extraordinarily effective at getting people set free. And, um, you know, a person may have had a whole lot of really bad things happen to them in a specific area, like a basement or an attic or a specific address or within a specific county or something like that. And it's like all of the bondage from all of that experience can be resolved in like 15 minutes with this prayer. And then all you're left with are the parts that you can put them in Christ and then just move on. This prayer has accelerated my ministry to survivors so many times. It's, it's, it's just really been a, a bullet train. So anyway, um, moving on, there is a freedom from the Kabbalah tree. And, and for those of you that have been at the Bride Ministries Church, you understand why this had to happen. And it was so cool because, you know, the other night at the Bride Ministries Church, after one of our services where I was exposing just how satanic and evil the Kabbalah is, uh, I did a prayer for freedom from Kabbalah. And I read this prayer that's going to be in my book. And guess what? Most of the people in that service had a manifestation of shift or breakthrough during that prayer. <laughs> this is a big problem. And for reasons that people don't understand. And I'm, you know, trying to gear up and explain it. It's so big. It's so vast. You know, I'm not even going to try to unpack it in this podcast, but, um, the series that we are doing at the Bride Ministries Church is available at our website now. And, and later on in the future, we're going to begin releasing this information um, in a more widespread manner. And uh, it is time. So anyway, uh, people need to be set free from that guy, especially survivors that have been programmed with this as a programming template. And so... Moving on from that, there's a prayer for freedom from computers and walk-ins. This prayer is really, really interesting because yeah, I was running into stuff and, you know, even with all the prayer resources that I had put together to date, including the freedom from the Kabbalah tree prayer, it was like something's just not adding up. There's a, there's, there's a level of deliverance we're just not quite tapping into. God, what am I missing? And so what I realized that, I needed to do was change the way that I was looking at the deliverance. Um, because when I figured out that demons, you know, can inhabit people or areas of their body or just sit outside of the body and throw darts at them, I was like, okay, that's one level. But then I realized that 
these principalities, they were kind of like dog walkers. I've explained this in other podcasts where it's like they have a bunch of dogs on a leash and those are the people that they have under their control. So they're interfaced with them through like a portal and legalities, but they're not necessarily inside of the people they're interfaced with most of the time because they have their own bodies and they don't really want to be that most of the people that are tethered to them they don't consider important enough to sit there in their body you know and so uh they they they're like that and so the language of the prayer is addressing them from that perspective it's like okay well i'm tethered to this thing but sometimes especially with the computers and walk-ins i mean we had to go to another step and so this prayer has language that says i renounce my tethering to overlaying and interfacing with and all existence as said entity and all portals that are said entity including all related gates past channels and evil cosmic forces i also renounce all points of shared existence with my genetics cells of every type dna strands bone marrow meridian lines chakras and we have to use that language because it is their language so when we're renouncing it in the prayer we have to use their language sometimes uh energy signatures acupuncture points anchors and markers i address all the powers of darkness associated with said entity including all related oversouls parasites implants and quantum technologies and serve them a debil divorce right so i had to you know rearrange my thinking and go to a higher level <laughs> i'm going to tell you something it works. And so I was able to get deliverance with this prayer that I couldn't get with other prayers that had been written to date. Very exciting. Now that is just one little tiny clause of like a prayer that's probably like 20 minutes. It's very long and very, very thorough. And so um, we've seen a lot of success with that. Um, we augmented that a bit and produced the freedom from synthetic kingdoms prayer, which is exactly what it says, separating people from the holographic kingdom, the technological kingdom, the um, magnetic kingdom, artificial intelligence kingdom. There's some strange stuff going on. People manifest like crazy on this guy. All right, there's a, um, another prayer in there called a prayer of release. And this prayer is also hugely, hugely effective. And, and the problem that I was running into with my first book is I had this prayer called Freedom from Human Persecutors, which is great because when you had bullies and when you had witch coming after you and when you had an enemy and something like, you know, you want to just divorce yourself from them, clean split. But what about the people that aren't necessarily going to be out of your life, even though they have soul parts that are going out of body to persecute you, right? So many people were struggling with my Freedom from Human Persecutors prayer when it came to parents and children okay uh, spouses primary relationships like they wanted to be able to break whatever was allowing for the torment between you know the two parties in the spirit legalities and so forth and 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 yet not necessarily go so far as to say well i divorce myself from this person in the spirit um furthermore uh, what if a person wakes up and realizes that they are the abuser right because sometimes I'm sitting down with people and they realize they're the one and their parts weren't so nice to their kids while their kids were growing up. And uh, now they're an adult, their kids are out of the house and they're like, oh my gosh, some of my, my kids damage is my fault. And, and I have parts that are holding pieces of their soul in regions of captivity because in this work, I end up addressing both sides. I end up addressing both sides, you know, um, praise God. I mean, to date, I, I haven't had to deal with, uh, I'm, I'm not even going to go there, but um, 
What I'm saying is this prayer became necessary. So we had a prayer of release, which allows for us to release others that may have been victimized by us or our parts, and also to establish a more gentle separation between primary relationships. So we can cut off the evil influences and the you know negative stuff like the freedom from human persecutors prayer without the harshness of the language. And so it's very, very good. Um, and I give this to like families and husbands and wives and kids. And it's like, it's just very, very helpful. And, 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 and finally, we, we got this prayer called the ultimate freedom from human persecutors prayer. Now this thing is a beast. I mean, this is just massive because I had people and, and, and um, one person in particular, I have to thank that, you know, tried my freedom from human persecutors prayer 2.0, which is very long and thorough. And they said it wasn't enough. It was good, but it wasn't enough. And praise God for this person. They took that prayer and they worked on it with the Lord. And they got all this extra language. And so they sent it back to me and they said, well, it didn't work the way it was written. But when I changed it and I did this, it worked. And so I was like, whoa. So I took it, edited it, added some more. And then I came up with the ultimate freedom from human persecutors prayer plays god and um it is extremely long and thorough and this is this this is for those of you that are being attacked by sisters of light mothers of darkness high priests and different secret orders and so forth i mean you know and 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 they just have all the bloodline rites and the witchcraft and they're tethered in through hidden lines and ungodly lines and evil entity lines and stuff that we don't, I don't even have definitions for all the language that's in the prayer. It's just like, it works. So we're still, I'm still like reverse engineering. Like, why is this one work? But it is really, really good. And so if all else has failed and you've been trying to get set free from like some kind of massive witch or warlock or territorial individual, um, this prayer is awaiting you. Now, I'm not going to get into it on this podcast. I'm just trying to get you excited. The last part of the book, Advanced Prayers to Shake Heaven and Earth, is called Prayers Requiring Activation, or I would say Intentional Ministry. Uh, these prayers utilize the archi, the mountain, the star, and um, are, are highly, highly capable and in this section, uh, you will find prayers called the Evening Prayer 2.0, the Marriage Prayer. <laughs> yeah, there's a Marriage Prayer, and it doesn't show up till the end of the book. Um, the Realm Buster Prayer, a Correction of Formulas and Equations Prayer. That one is fun. Um, Deliverance from Evil Timelines, which was a podcast that I did. Many of you, I mean, so many of you, wrote in and said, "Oh my." Gosh, the breakthrough I had after that podcast and that prayer, whoa, you know, well, it's in the book. So now you can do it. Um, and then there's, there's even one called Deliverance of Stars. And, and for this section of the book, I mean, look, we're going to the next level, right? Who's ready for the next level? How many Christians are there on the world that, that are like me and say, there's, there's got to be more in, in Christ? And the good news is that there is. But in order for us to go to that next level, we actually have to go to another level. And this other level requires some intentional ministry. And um, certain things have to be unlocked. And then you can begin to pray on another level. And, and now I have prayer language for that other level. And it's in this book. But 
this is where the Institute is going to become very, very helpful to you because the, um, the language is explained in all of the ministry that, and, and, and the different things that can be done to unlock a person to move fluidly in these kinds of prayers is all laid out in the Bride Ministries Institute. And so I, I highly recommend to people, like before trying to use those prayers at the end of the book, get into the Institute, get unlocked, and then, oh my gosh, go to town. It's time for the next level. And so with that said, you've just been introduced to Advanced Prayers to Shake Heaven and Earth. It's coming soon. You can pre-order it on our website right now. Hopefully by the time you hear it, it won't be pre-orders anymore. It'll just be orders. Praise God. All right, folks, we are equipping the saints here at Bride Ministries. Until next time, God bless and Godspeed. You've been listening to Discovering Truth with Dan Duvall. This podcast is a production of Bride Ministries International. Visit our website at brideministriesinternational.com to enjoy the Bride Ministries Church, the Bride Ministries Institute, free resources, and to support us financially.